And so you are all welcome to day one of Catch the Anointing Conference. We welcome you all. And bishops, apostles, pastors, reverend ministers, lady pastors, and all of you coming from outside, you are warmly welcome to the Catch the Anointing Conference. We believe your life will never be the same again. And that you are going to catch an anointing and take it back to where you are coming from. Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for our visitors who are joining us. Amen. Oh, I think you can do better. Put your hands together for them. Hallelujah. 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 And, 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 and we want to welcome a few of you. Um, Reverend Emmanuel Ajay from Devotional Light. Why don't you put your hands together for him? God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And Lady Pastor Colin Ajay from Salvation Clinic. Put your hands together for her. And then Steve Clifford from Evangelical Alliance. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And Reverend Cannon, is Reverend Cannon. You just want to see. Oh, please, if you can stand to your feet for us to acknowledge you. And I can see Pastor Hamilton all the way from Hamburg. Why don't you put your hands together for him? So it's good to see you all. And I'm sure those of you that have not mentioned your name, we'll, we will come back to you and we acknowledge all of you. Thank you for coming. And on behalf of Bishop Richard, you are all welcome. And we believe you will catch an anointing. You, I said you will catch an anointing. The anointing is the most important thing we need to do what we are doing. And by the grace of God, you are here to receive something. So God bless you for coming and thank you for coming. Well, it's time to hear the word of God. I said, it's time to hear the word of God. I, is that all you can do? I said, it's time to hear the word of God. The, okay, okay, okay. So now sit down, sit down. There's going to be an explosion there's going to be fire falling in this place. The grace of God is coming upon us in a different dimension. And you know, um, I'm introducing to you somebody I have known since February 1995. You know, um, if, if I never met this man, I'm sure I could have been dead by now. But the first time I heard him preach on soul winning, I said that God is real. I need to surrender my life to Christ. And I'm sure we are going to hear the word from this man who has consistently developed himself. God has anointed him. God has equipped him. And, you know, he's a good follower of Bishop Dan. When Oh yeah, it's just a good place to put your hands together. 
listen, listen. Listen. When you've never met Bishop Dag before, don't worry. When you see him, just watch him. That is Bishop Dag. And so, we are about to receive the same grace. We are about to receive the same anointing. We are about to receive the same spirit. And we are about to receive the same glory. Standing to your feet, with a shout of praise unto God, let us welcome Bishop, I can't hear you. Bishop Richard Ayi. Let me hear you, let me hear you, let me hear you. Let us say a word of prayer. Can we pray, please? Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for this blessed opportunity. Thank you for your grace that has found us. Your grace that has brought us this far. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for your presence that shall be with us, Lord. Let your sweet Holy Spirit take control over this atmosphere and this conference, Lord. Let your perfect will be done, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of opportunity, Lord. I give you thanks. I give you praise. Thank you that your perfect will alone shall be done. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you. God bless you. Take your seats. Well, we thank God for another opportunity to be at Catch the Anointing Conference. And um, it's always a blessing to share the word of God and to hear the word. I want to thank all our visiting and our guests, actually. I don't know what visiting guests saying. Thank all of you for making time. Pastors are very busy people. So anytime you see pastors in a place, even for an hour, uh, a lot of things have been put on the side. And a lot of planning, a lot of changing of schedules has gone on to be here. So I want to say uh, thank you all for being here today and making time to be part of this conference. We can only trust God that he would um, speak to us and bless us. The Bible says that iron sharpeneth iron. So I believe as we fellowship together, we will be sharpened together and we'll leave this place sharper than when we came in to um, overcome works of darkness and also to do the will of God and the perfect will of God. I believe that God has called us into um, whichever city we are coming from for a purpose. And um, he, he, he intends to fulfill that purpose. And sometimes you hear Christians, we, we sometimes like quoting statistics that bring depression. You know? And we like talking a lot about what uh, the devil is doing. But the truth is that the truth is that God is also doing great works. And God is also doing great things. Um, this, is, this is a Thursday morning and we have a hall full of Christians. Uh, it, means that, it means that 
the church, the church is marching on. And the church is still strong. And the church is still powerful. Uh, I can't... I can't imagine how Satan would ever um, defeat our God. I mean, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. So sometimes with all the things we read and all the things we see, it ministers a deception as though, as though our God is not alive, but our God is very much alive and, and doing, what, doing what he intends to do. I mean, right from the beginning, Jesus said, if you don't praise me, you can call stones to do it. So, it's like God can use anything at any time to do what he intends to do and what he wants to do. So, I believe that for those of us here, God is going to do even greater works with us. Greater works. Greater works shall come out of us as ministers of the gospel in this, in this nation or in this city or wherever we are coming from, God has a plan for us. And that plan cannot be stopped. Jesus said, I will build my church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So God is in the business of building his church. All we have to do is to join in. It's like, it's like joining a train or joining a bus. There's a driver there. When you join the, the train or the bus, doesn't mean you should take over the driving seat or... Whether you, believe, whether you believe he's going the right direction or not, the driver is there and he's going where he has set himself to go. So we have joined a train that God is already working and God is already doing something. You, you think about it. You think about it and think about, let's think about our age. And we'll see that for many of us, uh, in a few decades, a couple of decades, a few decades time, we may not be around. But if Christ has not returned, it doesn't mean that's the end of the church. You see, but sometimes we think and we behave as though everything will end when we end. But there were people there before us, and this, they, did, they did their part. They did their work. And it's also our turn now. So we have to be full of faith and full of power, and full of conviction, and work and run according to what God has called us to do in this season, in this season. The season might be short. Uh, I, do, I don't know when, I mean, for those of us who are pastors, I don't know when we entered into the ministry. I don't know at which age. But if you entered later, it means that you even have a shorter time to do what you have to do. So we really have to be serious with God and with the call of God, and focus on what God can do, and not what Satan can do, and not what Satan is even doing. So that if I'm saying all this because I receive messages from, from pastors, interesting from pastors, not even from church members, with statistics and things of, you know, this religion is like this now, this faith is like this now, and you ask yourself that, so what should we do? Should we continue praising them and acknowledging them and depressing ourselves? Or should we rather rise up and catch an anointing and fight and press on and fulfill the ministry that God has called us to fulfill? Because God has called us to fulfill a ministry. 
A perhaps has given us 20 years, maybe 30, maybe 50. I don't know how long God has given us, but we have a time. And within that time, we have to do what we have to do and wave bye-bye to the earth and say to the people behind that, it's your turn. Also continue with it because God, he will do what he has to do. Darkness will never prevail over light. There is no chance. There is no chance that darkness will ever prevail over light. Light will always prevail over darkness. God will always prevail over the works of darkness. God will always prevail. It, it may not even look, it look that way, but that is God. That, that is what makes him God. That he will do, at the end, he will do it. At the end, at the end of it, you see that God has triumphed. And God, God has turned hearts to himself. And churches, churches will be big. Halls, halls will be filled again by the name of Christ and by the name of God. Halls will be filled with Christians and with believers. I mean, is a hall not full today? What, 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 more, what more are we looking for? Many more places will be filled with people speaking in tongues. People jumping and dancing for God. We have a lot of young people here serving God. Yes. It's okay. Thank you. Serving God. Loving God. It's all the work of God. It's all the work of God. It's all the move of God. And it's all the will of God. It's what God is doing. It's what God is doing. It's a fire that God has lit. And that is burning through the city. And I believe that great works shall be done. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Give the, the Lord a hand clap offering. Huh. Welcome, Bishop Attenwood. Good to see you again. Beautiful. Well, so we thank God for um, today and we thank God for this year's conference. I want to especially thank God for the life of uh, my father and my pastor, uh, Bishop Dag. Um, this, is, uh, this is his ministry. I'm just like, uh, I don't know what I am, a branch or, you know, something that is attached to his great ministry that God has called him and God has given to him. Uh, this morning I was thinking about it and I was saying to myself that, you know, the more I think about him, the more I see a great gap between me and him. That makes me, that causes me to know that I have to desire the anointing on his life even more, even more. Because what I am doing is a result of his ministry. Do you understand? Or oh, it is his ministry. Where I am because he, he, he instructed. I remember pleading that, I mean, Bishop, how? I mean, you can come and do it, you know, and fly back to Accra. But he said, no, you do it. You start doing it, it will work. And um, I want to, yes, no problem, no problem. That's not, that's not the problem yet. Listen to my point. <laughs> so the point I'm making, the point I'm making is that, what I'm making is that I really thank God for his life and for the anointing upon his life. 
and the call of God upon his life. That has made all these things, all these things possible. That I mean, for him to have such a ministry. Because sometimes somebody has a ministry, but you can't see. You can't see. You can't see it well. And um, sometimes a lot, a lot of past, I mean, pastors, we, we, are, we are pastors, okay, but sometimes we can't see some things. And it's like it has to be pointed out to us that what you are looking at is this. So like that's what, at this one, I was just thinking. And I was thinking, I could see that look. I am part of something great and something blessed. And I have, I have a great man in my life. I mean, he's a great man. Great man of God that God has given. That God has given and God has sent into, into my life. To, to give me the opportunity and the chance that I have to do the work of the ministry. I mean, I've, I've had Catch the Anointing Conference this year alone in, in several countries. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was in, uh, which country is Prague? Czech, yes. I was in Czech. I remember the cities. Yeah. I was in Prague. And, and see, and when I, when I got there, it was, very, it was a very interesting conference because uh, they, had, they had other speakers, other speakers in different halls. So your name will be put, your name will be put on the door or Yes, your name will be on the You are speaking here. And then people will register. People would have registered for your, your slots before. So I was wondering as I was going there that, I mean, who would, who would like to register to come and listen to me? They had registered. And so I entered the hall. And when I entered the hall, lo and behold, full with people upstairs. Of Czech people, not immigrants there. I didn't even see one immigrant. I was the only bent face in the room. Yes. And as I was, I said, and again, as I stood there, I was, I was thinking to myself that, how did I get here? How did, how, I mean, how did I get here? But I got there through association through association with an anointed man. An anointed man because all the people that were there had, we had not gathered to come and listen to teaching by um, Richard. But they had read bits and pieces of the books of Bishop Dad. And, and therefore, it's like we want to know, we want to learn. So I remember I was even wondering, what should I teach about? What would these people like to hear? And I said to teach on loyalty and disloyalty. Uh-huh. You know how it is. Yes. So they talk about loyalty and disloyalty. At the end, okay, but it was a very powerful time. <laughs> it, was, it was a very blessed time. I was in um, Indonesia also a few weeks ago. Indonesia. You, you'll be there. Yes. And this time, we're not, we're not in Jakarta or um, Bali, but we're in Manado. Manado is about three hours flight. You will, yes. Three hours flight from Jakarta. So I was actually wondering, where are we going? Again, I was coming with the books of my pastor, the anointed teachings. That have, gone, that have gone on. 
When I got there again, first they said to the Bible school. So they sent me to a Bible school, which is a two-hour drive from the city. So I was at the Bible school. Morning, evening, morning, evening, morning, evening, like that. And then Sunday, they said, Sunday, we are, it's, like, it's like we are dashing you the church. They have five services starting from 5.30 a.m. They said the only thing we want to do is I want to spare you the early morning service, the 5.30 service. So don't come for the 5.30 service, but come from 8 o'clock. So I was in the hall from 8 o'clock till like 9 p.m. Preaching service after service, service after service, service after service. A pastor, a pastor around came to me and said to me that, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been in this church for years. I've not seen anybody who, are, who the Sunday has been given to him like this before. He, he, he kept saying that they must really like you. They must really like it because I've been around for a long time. He said, he said I've been around for years. He said, all these pastors' children, the pastors' children are grown up now, adults, married men. He said, I've been around for a long time. I knew them when they were children. I've not seen anybody come around that we just give him all the services that preach from morning to evening, morning to evening. But again, I said to myself, as he was talking, I was saying to myself that the key and the secret is association. Association. I've attached myself to a great minister a very, very anointed minister of the gospel. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying all these to say to us that our eyes, our eyes must be on the thing that is called an anointing because it is a real thing. It is a real thing. And the anointing, the anointing is not, is not something that is floating in the air. As some, as some may want us to believe. As some may want us to believe and as some would want to even teach us as though uh, what they have or what they want is original. People who have said that they have original things, I don't know how far they've gone or how wide they've reached. Because when I read my Bible over and over and over and over and over again, I've discovered for sure and for certain that the anointing is, is not, it's not, it's not in the air like a, like, like a, like you, like a, like a cold virus. It's not floating in the air that when you are, when you are close to somebody who has a cold and then the cold just comes on you. But the anointing is with somebody. God gives anointings to people, individuals. Don't ask me how he chooses them. I don't know. I came to meet them with it. When I also came to the world, they had it. I don't know, I don't know how he chooses who to give it to. Why this person has, but I can see. And if we are honest and you look, you will see and you will notice that some people have, some people do not have. Yes. If I take, if I take again my pastor, and I'll be talking about him a lot, so get ready for if I take if 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 I take him, for instance, you see, I've seen many people. I've seen, I know several people who have written, have written books. People write books all the time. People write books. For me, personally, it's difficult for me to even write a letter. But people write books. When I start writing a letter, when I, when I start, if, if you send me a WhatsApp message, you see that my response is very short. Because I can't see how, last night somebody sent me a long, you know, 
I woke up in the middle of the night and I started reading. As I was reading, I said, I'm tired. I mean, I mean, she was telling me her life story. So it's like, I just want to share my life with you to, for you to know who I am. I said, no problem. Long, long. I said, I can't do this. My things are one, two, three, four, finish. But he has written books, you know. And the other thing too is that you will see people, when people are writing books, maybe they write on one subject. Maybe um, money, money come to me now. Or... Um, what are some of the titles? It's about either about money or about uh, marriage, relationship, uh, and then what else? Faith. Yes, faith. You know, people have topics. But I can see again this great man of God in my life. Like he has written different topics, different subjects. I mean, name the, sub- name the subject. I'll walk to the library and pull it out for you. Now, not only has he written on different subjects, but the books are bestsellers. Not only that, but wait, wait, I've been finished. It will clap at the end. <laughs> not only that, but they are in different languages. I mean, there's all the countries I'm, I'm mentioning to you. When I get there, by the time I arrive there, the books, the whole, the whole library of 60 books. We have a library of 60 books we call the Macarius. You see it soon. Somebody forgot to arrange it here, but you see it soon to appear. Uh, it's 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 in that language. All six years in that language. When I got to Prague, it was in that language. When I got to Indonesia, it was in the language. When I got to um, Hungary, it was in that language. Where else? Latvia, Latvia, it was in that language. Armenia, it was in that language. I'll be anywhere I have arrived, if you, I'll see it. Six people in the language, I'll be looking at it and wondering, how would they read this? But they're able to read it. It's it, because it is in their language. And you don't find, the point I make that you don't find authors having their books written in different, translated into different languages. Different languages. When you go, it's like just English. English, and then a few copies, and then that is it. So, it's also then, it must be an anointing. It must be, it must be a certain grace. I mean, I don't know what name you want to call it. People have different names for things. A mantle, a mantle, anointing, a mission, a calling, a, a what? I mean, people have different, different ways of explaining things, but I, I choose to call it an anointing. It is an anointing. It is the anointing. It is, it is, you see, it is the anointing that you appreciate that you also attract on yourself. The thing that you can see and you can appreciate and you can like is the thing that you can draw into your life and pull into your life. Now, you see, ladies and gentlemen, the anointing, like I said, is not floating in the air. It is with somebody. It is with somebody. I've thought about it through and through and through and through and through. I've said, look, it is in somebody's back pocket. Any anointing that you are looking for, somebody has it in their back pocket. Take writing of books. It has, it has somebody. I'll just give you a good example of somebody who has it. Take an example of church planting. Planting of churches. I mean, planting of churches and the churches are there through decades. And the churches are growing and multiplying. I mean, we've been, we've been in London for a few years. We have, we have almost 150 churches here. 
Do you understand? So again, again, it is, it is an anointing. It is an anointing. We, are, we, we have two denominations running in this country. Yeah. We started one just about four years ago. We had a first uh, denomination. We started a second denomination. That's also running side by side. It must be, I mean, I'm just, I'm just enjoying. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm like. Uh, I don't know what I am like. Like a cable that is plugged into some power source. And I just, I just enjoy the currents that are flowing through it. It's like you plug, the currents just starts flowing through. It just starts flowing through it like that. It's like, it's like, it's like magic. It's a wonderful, beautiful thing to watch. You just plug in and then the power just starts flowing. Just starts flowing. Like he just says, he just, he just gives me the instruction, do this. He said to me, go to Eastern Europe and have conference. He said, go to Eastern Europe. I was sitting there and I was wondering, I should go to, who do I even know in Eastern Europe? How do I even get there? How, 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 how do I walk in there? Who, who would even come and listen to me? But I tell you, city after city, City after, I can't remember the last time I preached in a city with a few people. By the time I arrived there, the hall is full. And I'm always wondering, whichever size hall they choose, by the time I get there, the hall is full. And I, and I, I keep laughing, I keep laughing and laughing, saying that the anointing, anybody says that anointing is not real, that the person hasn't really thought deeply about the subject of anointing to catch it and to walk in it and to flow in it because it is a real thing. Anointing is a real, it's a real thing that if you can identify careers or carriers of anointing and you plug in, something will flow. It just flows like that. It just flows like that. It just flows like that. And somebody has it. Take church, take church planting. He has it. Somebody has it. Take raising of pastors, training of pastors, training of bishops. Somebody has it in their back pocket. You see people, the other day somebody said to me, he's, he's uh, celebrating 10th anniversary some years ago. Somebody, a nice brother, was inviting me to his church, that his 10th anniversary, uh, so I should come and preach a convention. I just said, is my thing gone off? I said, it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice occasion. But I want to ask you one question. That for 10 years, 10 years, how many people do you have in your church? And how many pastors have you raised? How many pastors? How many leaders? Jesus walked for three years. He left us 12 apostles. I think one, one became an orango, isn't it? Yes. But they had a replacement. So still, still 12. <laughs> you know orango, don't you? Yes. Yes, one became a rebel. So, so you, 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 you see that there is something. When you, as soon as you look at yourself, honestly and sincerely, you see that there is something missing. Not that, not that you are bad or you are not doing well. You are doing well, but you can see that you can do better. Or you will see that there is something that if I get and I add, if I, if I can add this thing to my ministry, my ministry will be so fantastic. It will be better than what it is now. If I can add this. It's like I have this, I have this, I have that. But you can see that if only I can add this as well to my ministry. I'll be able. So then you ask yourself, how do I add it? 
Somebody has it in their pocket. Like Asda. Somebody has it in their back pocket. The anointing is with somebody. Any anointing you are looking for, I'm telling you, somebody has it. So for this, for this conference, we'll be reading from this book, The Anointed and His Anointing. The Anointed and His Anointing. And also, we'll be making trips to Steps to the anointing. Because there are steps. There are steps. So we'll be taking trips into steps. But our main focus will be the anointed and his anointing. Because, look, so I'm, a, I'm a if you can see already that somebody has it. I don't, I don't, I don't know how God does, but somebody has it. You see, one, one, of the, one of the amazing passages, one of the amazing passages in the scriptures is in um, the book of Numbers. When Moses was complaining, the Lord killed me. This work is too much. I can't do it alone. This, I need this. I need helpers or whatever. And then, you see, God, God's response, God's response is what blew my mind away. That how, how come, how come God gave such a response to do the work? Uh, am I getting the verse here as well? Numbers chapter 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, after he has complained, okay, give me, go back a bit so that I can read the full passage. Darling, are you taking me back? And when the people complained, they displeased, okay, no, 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 you've gone too far back. Why? Who is giving me that homework? Then Moses said the people weep throughout their families. Numbers 11 verse 10. Throughout their families, every man in the door of, of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was displeased. If God is not happy, your pastor is not happy. Pray about it. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all these people upon me? You see, pastoring and church work is a burden. It's a, it's a burden. We, have, we just have grace to carry it. But it's a weight. That's why, that's why we need, that's why we always need people. And we don't just, you don't just need people. You need faithful people. Faithful people. You need loyal people to carry that burden. Because if you have people, people who are not faithful, the scripture says that an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth. Or a foot out of joint. In other words, in, in, other, in other normal common English, it's painful to have an unfaithful person around you. It's painful. A broken tooth is painful. A foot out of joint is painful. Both are painful. It's a, it's a painful experience. I mean, nobody who likes you would wish on you an unfaithful person. That let's do something and then the person has a different agenda. Or someone who is close to you, then in the time of need, or in the time of in your moment where you need the person, the person turns their back on you. It's a very painful experience. No matter how spiritual and great and angelic you are or you seem, it is a painful experience to have an unfaithful person around you. So you need faithful people to carry the burden, to pastor people to shepherd people, to do the work of the ministry. You need people 
that you can count on, people that you can depend on, people with a good spirit, a good a free spirit, a sweet spirit, and people who are understand because it is a burden. Verse 12. Have I conceived all these people? Have I begotten them that thou shouldest say unto me, carry them in thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth the suckling child unto the land which thou swearest their fathers. You see, and this, as he's talking, he's explaining actually the work of a pastor. A pastor actually carries people as though he gave birth to them. If you're a real pastor with a real grace of a pastor, your relationship with your members will be as though you're with your children. Their problems are your problems. Their pain is your pain. Their tears are your tears. What they feel is what you will feel. It is actually like, it is actually as though, as though you're actually like a nursing father. You're like a single father. We know of single mother, isn't it? You're like a single father. Looking after people and looking after a lot of people. Lot of people, different people with different problems. Yes. I called someone to talk to, to, to see, to have a fellowship with last Sunday. Free mind. I didn't have any, I didn't even have any agenda. This is somebody who talked. So I said, oh, come, let's fellowship. But the person came to sit in front of me for over 30 minutes, not a word. About it because I've not been able to solve the problem in my head. Because what is, um, what is happening? What's happening to this nice person? This wonderful person, this friendly person, this person who can talk non-stop. Because as the person was coming out, I had a plan that after this minute, I'll tell the person, get up and go, 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 go. Then we all laugh. But not a word. She just kept grunting. Hmm. 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 You know what it means, isn't it? Yes. Hmm. 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 It has disturbed me. I'm disturbed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've not stopped talking. Since Sunday after, I've not stopped talking about it. Anybody I meet that knows it, I say, do you know anything that I don't know? So, um, can you give me my verse? So, it's, it's showing us pastoring. 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 That thou should, have I begotten them? Did I give birth to them? If your child is not talking in the house, we will not be worried. If you ask your child, how are you? Hmm. Are you okay? Hmm. You, you'll be worried. Your chatty child, your child that wakes up and says that, I want to eat. I want to go here. Can I go here? Can you take me shopping? And the other, are you okay? Hmm. Are you happy? Hmm. Where's mommy? Hmm. Long ones and short ones. Hmm. 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 Have I begotten them that thou shouldest say unto me, carry them in thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth the suckling child unto the land that thou swearest unto their fathers. Okay, verse 13. When should I have, uh, should I have flesh to give unto all these people? You have to feed, you have to feed. If you are children, you feed them. Yeah. A pastor has to feed his flock. That's to feed. You always have to have a, appropriate food for them to eat. Right food for them to eat. Food that they will enjoy and food that they can relate with. A pastor who doesn't preach relevant messages, the, the members don't enjoy the church. 
must have relevant place. When you are, when you are preparing the food, you must have the congregation on your mind. On your mind, you must have them on your mind and know the type of people that you have. Otherwise, your message becomes irrelevant. Irrelevant. They can't relate with it. They don't even feel like coming because they don't enjoy the food. So that's what he's saying here. That when should I have flesh to give unto? Because you have, you must have flesh to give as a pastor and as a leader. For they weep unto me, saying, "Give us flesh that we may eat." Okay. Then he says, I am not able to bear all these people alone. This is the key. I can't bear them alone. I can't do it alone because it is too heavy for me. It is, it, it is heavy. That, that's why you need people. So he's, he's actually applying to God and asking God that, can you give me people to help me carry this burden, to do this work of the ministry? Dr. David, good to see you. Is actually asking, can you, can I have it? Can I have people? I need people. I am alone. The thing is weighty. It's heavy. The, the difficulty in ministry is when people don't have others to help them. When they don't have faithful people around them. It's very difficult. It's very frustrating. It's very painful. Especially after you've brought up people for a while. Sometimes you bring people up for a while. You even give them, you even give them posts and titles. Big, big ones. And then they don't perform. It's painful. It will be painful. It is too heavy for me. Verse 15. And if thou deal thus with me, kill me. It's not strange when you hear a pastor's feeling suicidal. You will not feel suicidal. He said, I pray thee, uh, kill me, I pray thee, out of, out of hand. If I have found favor in thy sight, and let me not see my wretchedness. Can you, can you understand this argument? It's almost like, God, if you really like me, you would rather kill me. You, if you really like me and you fail, you would rather kill me than keep me here. Verse 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, this is the point that I, I, want, I, was, I, I want to make. The, the Lord said unto Moses, gather unto me 70 men, of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation that they may stand there with thee. You see, he's asking for people who he can work with, and God has the answer. And God is saying that when you gather them, when you gather them, I will now, the next verse, he said, I will now come down and do something. He said, and I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee. In other words, in other words, Moses, what Moses needed to solve his problem, it was in his pocket. Moses had it in his pocket. It was with Moses. God is not bringing a fresh anointing from heaven. No, 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 no. People think that, that's, that's why every time, every time I hear people use the word original, I don't laugh, but I just, I just think. Because any anointing you are looking for, including Moses Chapel International, how to be a pastor in Moses Chapel International, the spirit to do that thing, 
Moses had it. Moses had it. Moses had it. Moses had it. Moses actually had it. It was there with Moses. It was there with Moses. God, God, it's like, it's like God chooses his, his person and then he loads his person with everything. He loads the person with everything. Now it's up to us here, here on earth to be able to identify who has what we need. What we need, who has it? Where is it? Where is that anointing? Where is that spirit? Who has God chosen? Anything, anything at all, anything at all that you are looking for in the work of the ministry. Somebody has it here on earth. Somebody has it here on earth. Here on earth. If we can be humble and open our eyes, we will see that what we don't have, it's, it's not like you, we don't have, you don't have anything. You have something. But there's something that you don't have. And the thing that you don't have, the question is, who has it? Who has it? Where is it? Where is it? Because look at, look at God. Look, this is God. I will come down and talk with you there. And then, and then, I will go back to heaven and go and bring fresh anointing, fresh, fresh, fresh apostolic unction. And come and share it on these seven people so they can stand with you. You see, what he's saying is that Moses, you know, I have called you. I've given you a ministry. I've given you a mission. Everything that you need to accomplish that thing is with you. And it is in you. The only thing you don't have are people who have caught the anointing that is on you. So I am not going to come down and I'm going to take of the spirit which is upon you. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you that thou bear it not thyself alone. So you see, Let's not make the mistake of um, working with people who are not anointed and who don't have the spirit that God has given to you. We shouldn't make that mistake. Because sometimes I see people, they like to choose people who are talented. I don't do talented people. I do faithful people. Yeah, I don't do gifted people. The last thing, the last thing that impresses me is somebody who is gifted. Someone who is gifted, who is talented, especially, especially musicians. No, it's it's the, it's the it's the last thing that impresses me. Because sometimes they are the most unstable people you can ever come across, and proud. So I prefer, I prefer the faithful person. The faithful person who hasn't got a nice voice. But is faithful. Always there. Always there. Always around. If God, if God is to anoint any or bless any of these people, who would he choose? The talented or the person who is always around? That's why he said to Moses, you go and bring me 70 people that you know. 70 people that you know, people that you know, people that you trust, That's people right. that you can count That's on, right. people that have been with you, That's right. people that have been with you, and there, I, I will come, I will come and do the transfer. 
This, this passage is always very comforting for me. Because when I see in myself, and I see a lot of things in myself that I can't do, I don't have the ability to, and I see there that I can have it. It's being done here. Then I say to myself, if, if it can be transferred, if God says that he can transfer, then this thing can also be transferred. This one can also be transferred. It can, it can be wired. It can be wired. It can be wired. It can be sent. Electronic, electronic sharing. We have just discovered um, how to uh, transfer money electronically. But it's an old system in heaven. Old system. Old. Old system. Old technology. We are now discovering it. We are now, we are now sitting in, in church and, and, and doing bank transfers, sitting in your house and doing bank transfers and things. And, and, do, and doing things and, and sending mobile, whatever, you know, take your phone out, transfer here and there. But God, you know when Numbers was written? He said to Moses, that, oh, just put the people together. When I come, I'm going to wire anointings. I'm, going to, I'm coming to transfer. In other words, I'm coming to transfer anointings. Anointings are transferable. They are transferable. You can transfer anointing. Be confident in that. Anointings can be transferred. What somebody has that you don't have, you can get it off the person. It is, it is, it is legal. It is allowed. It is permitted. What somebody has that you don't have, be assured that you can get it off the person. You can get it off the person. You can get it off the person. All great men, all great men, all great men of God, anytime they are speaking or preaching, listen to them carefully. One of the common things you hear is where they got an anointing from. Where they got an anointing from. Recently, I was listening to somebody. I was amazed, amazed how he said he followed this person for 30 years. But when he said 30 years, then I checked my age. And I was saying to myself, is that how long it takes to get something? But he said, great man. You see, see, the difference, (laughs) the difference is that they are hard followers. Hard relentless, relentless. They don't give up. It's not, you see, anointing is not a touch and go thing. It's not a touch and go. That I've been there or, or lay hands on me. Or lay, lay hands on me. One, one minister says after preaching, somebody said, somebody said, uh, he was using a towel. Somebody said as he was preaching, <laughs> the Lord said to him, that he should, he should give him his towel after. And then, and then, he will have, he said, because so that he will have the type of ministry that he has. He should give him his towel. Right after he's finished, he said, give him his towel. You see, one day I want to preach somewhere. When I finish, then one young man came to me like that and said, eh, my handkerchief. The Lord said I should give it to him. I gave it to him. The next time I went to that church, I asked about that young man. He had orangulized. I said, I said to the pastor that it's not my handkerchief that made a difference. I beg you. I don't have spirit. But this guy who went to ask for the towel, that one, he didn't get it. 
the pastor, he was asking the Tower of Thompson that he was, he said he found it so offensive. And he said, not offensive towards him, but he said, he said, if God has really told you this, then he said, I said to God that God is not fair. Look at what I've been through before I have what I have. You are telling somebody that after a service, you come and take my handkerchief and have the same. He said, he said, God, it's not, if that's how it is, then it's not fair. It's not, it's not fair at all. You just wake up. You, you just wake up after a service. He my handkerchief, I should give it to you. <laughs> and if I give it to you, you will have, you will have what I have. He said, no. He said, no. He, sa- he started listing his problems. He said, he said to the brother, why don't you tell God that he should kill your mother when you are seven years old or something? Why don't you tell God that he should put you in a council flat for this number of years? Why don't you tell God that you should be unemployed? This? How don't you tell God that you and your wife should live in a place like this? You don't have food to eat. God, why don't you take him through all of these things? Then afterwards, he can have my handkerchief. And have the same anointing. But you see, the best part is that anointings can be transferred. You can have it. You can have it. What you see, what you see, you can have it. You can have it. You can have it. Somebody has it. Anointing, somebody has it. Somebody has it. We have have to find the person who has it. And decide. Like someone said, I have followed. He said, he said, I followed for 30 years. And it's been it's been about as he's talking about, it's been about 50 years. But he said he followed for 30 years before he got what he got. 30 years. Three zero years. Followed hard, hard, hard for years and years and years. Bishop tells us, he said 1994, 1990, whatever, that he started going to Korea. He's gone every year, every year, every year. This year, I was standing with him there in Korea. He was talking about something. He said, he said, now look, after all these years, now look, we have this in our church. We have it. And he was pointing at a particular thing that is happening, happening in the church. And he said that this is where the anointing came from. But since 1994, every year to Korea and back, every year to Korea and back, people do, people do what people go for a convention, they feel that like everything must happen. Everything must change. That's how, that's how cheap that's how cheap we classify the anointing to be. Yeah. Is that when it gets to anointing? It's like I'm a, I can't. just press one, two, three, four buttons, and then that's it. The since nineteen ninety four, so that he started traveling every year to Korea. Every he said now, now he was he said he was pointing it out, showing that this thing that you see in the church now. This is how this, this is how, he said, now we are there. He said, I saw it, I saw it 20, 23 or 24 years ago. But now, now we are working in it. Now we have it. Persistence. That you can see where it is. This is where this type of anointing is. I must get it. Then you stay with 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 it. Not, not one quick attempt. Then you turn away. No. 
let me, let me start off today sharing with you seven people who were interested in anointing. Seven people. Seven. Are you ready for seven people? Seven quick people. I am. The first person Because, look, without the anointing, you can do nothing. Everything in the ministry, everything in the church is only explained and can only be explained by the anointing. Never explain anything that somebody has by their location or by money or by educational background. Or by even the type of people that they have in the church. Somebody said once that I have small boys in my church. Small boys and girls. I said, the church is full of children. I said, no problem. I said, no problem. And then another person said, it's the children. It's the children that is, is making the church whatever it is. So he also organized children to sit in the church. But see, it's, it's sad that it's sad that you can see something and the only explanation you can give is something carnal. It's something physical. When God is working. I mean, the children, the children today, they are pastors. The children are pastors. The children are pastoring churches. They are pastoring grown, they are, they are, they are, they are churches, they are churches are sometimes even larger than churches of grown-ups. But they're children. When I hear it, I say to myself, no problem. I, did, I, didn't, even know, I didn't even know that it was a problem to have children in your church. I, 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 I didn't even know that it was a problem. So somebody said the members are children. It's never occurred to me that it's a problem. Because everything you see, try, try, try. And explain it by anointing. Say that it is an anointing. Say, try and say that it is an anointing. No matter who it is, no matter, no matter what you think of the person, no matter what you do, no matter the age of the person or how you feel about the person or whether the person is new, whether you feel you were there before, you shall find some anything you see. Try and explain and say this is an anointing. It must be an anointing. The first person. Is Zerubbabel. Zechariah 4 6. The Bible says, then, then he answered and spake unto him, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Nothing in the church is done by power or might, it is done by the spirit of the Lord. It is done by the spirit of the Lord. It is done by the Spirit of the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord is the anointing. When we talk about the anointing, we are talking about the Spirit of the Lord. Nothing in the church is done by power or by might or by strategies. Or by, or by the type of hall you have. People have the hall you have and the hall is empty. It is not by the chairs in the church. People have the type of chairs you have and the chairs are, chairs are empty. 
It's not by the type of car the pastor drives. People have better cars. People have better cars. Members don't follow cars into a church. (laughs) When God spoke to Moses, he said, when I come, when I come, I'll come and take one of your houses and give it to the people. I'll come and take some of your money and share it to the people. He said, I'll come and take the spirit that is upon you. The spirit that is upon you. There is a spirit upon the man of God. There is a spirit upon the anointed. There is a spirit. And it is that spirit that is working. It's not, it's not, it's not a strategy. People are always asking about strategies. About strategies. One pastor came to our church once. Bishop was ministering on that day. At the end of the service, he said, I should come. He wants to ask me something. So I thought he wanted to ask me in the church. He said, no, 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 no. There are too many people around. We should go out. When we got, got outside, there were still people there. He said, no, he's not, he's not happy where we are. We should cross the road. So I, was, I, was, I kept following him because I was wondering, what is this secret question? That can't be asked. So I followed him across the road. Now there was no time because I had to tell the members, wait, wait, you know, I just like to be busy. So I that, wait, 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 wait. This man has an important question to ask me. So we went across the road in a dark spot. Then he said, tell me, tell me, tell me the truth. <laughs> I will tell you what question he asked. I'll, I'll end and tell me the truth. His, his first line was, tell me. Then he said, now tell me the truth. It's like, it's like there's something. It's like, there's something. It's, it's like you, can't, you can't tell it's anointing. It's, it's like there's something. Tell me, tell me what that thing is. But people like Zerubbabel who believe the anointing, they heard the words. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by strategies. It's not by schemes. It's not by age. It's not by, it's not by a hall. It's not by chairs. It's by the Spirit. It is 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 by the Spirit. If your church is not growing, it means that what you need is church growth anointing. You need anointing to grow a church. You need the anointing, the anointing to grow a church. Not the strategies. There's there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing bad happening to you. What you need and what you need to put your eyes on is the anointing to grow a church. It is an anointing that makes a difference. It is an anointing. When, when even a drop of that anointing falls on you, when a drop falls on you, like that, you will see the difference. You, do the, you, you, will, you will see the difference. You will see the difference. You will see the difference. You will see and you will experience the difference. An anointing has come. Because you will do all the strategic things. And you see that there's no difference. You put ashes in uniform. You put choir in uniform. You do all the... You see, because there are outward things. 
Anytime you go to a church, you see, you see the, the public things and the public show and the public display. But you don't see the thing, the engine that is working. You don't see the engine. And the engine is always the same thing. Which is the anointing. No matter, no matter the color, no matter the gender, when I see people doing certain things in the church, I only tell myself, this person has an anointing. There's an anointing to do this. There's an anointing to do this thing. It is an anointing. It's not, it's not might. It's not power. It is the spirit. It is the spirit. It is the spirit. The second person. Seven quick people. The second pe- person is Jesus Christ himself. Yes, Jesus himself. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass. That Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. And what descended upon him? The Holy, the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And the voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. Hallelujah. So the anointing came upon Jesus before he began the ministry. The anointing came upon him. That's why in the, in the next chapter you hear him saying that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He read the person and said to them, today is that scripture fulfilled in your ears. He believed in anointing. He believed in anointing. He believed in what he needs to function and to operate. He believed that this is what I need. If there's anything I need to do anything, it's the anointing. I mean, take, take somebody like John the Baptist. He didn't even have clothes to wear. We pride ourselves in clothes. We try to equate clothes to anointing. But look at he didn't even have clothes to wear. But look at the power he was emitting. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus believed in anointing. Number three. Are you there with trouble? Ah. You have number three already? Number three are the apostles. Acts chapter one and verse four. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. So here they are being instructed that wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait for the Holy Spirit before you move. First thing you must desire for is to be anointed. First, tops, leading. The leading thing in your life all the time is, I must be anointed. I must be anointed. I've got to be anointed. I've got to catch an anointing. Number four. Prophet Elisha. Is the next example of somebody who believed the anointing needed the anointing to work and to function. Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 9. 
And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let me, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. You sound as when you think of Elisha, you think of ministers or people today. I don't know how many people will ask somebody for anointing. Isn't it? We are more likely to ask our pastors for pounds than to ask for anointing. You didn't find you didn't find members who are even irritated with their with their pastor instead of asking for prayer. I mean, asking for prayer is like asking to be blessed and asking to be anointed. A lot of people they don't ask for prayer. They can sit in front of the pastor and get up and walk out without asking for prayer. The eyes, the eyes are not tuned to see, to see and to desire for anointings. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference all the time. All the time it makes a difference. All the time it makes a difference. You will see those who are anointed, you see those who are not anointed. You see those who have the spirit and those who don't have the spirit. There, Elisha is asking Elijah, can I have a double portion? Somebody will even say, greedy boy. But greedy boy, but he got it. Greedy boy got it. Greedy boy knew, he knew what would give him shoes, what would give him clothes, what would give him a nice house, what would give him a nice car, what would give him a nice church. He knew, he said, if I am anointed, I can accomplish all these things. All these things will be accomplished if I am anointed. If I can become anointed. If only I can become anointed. I mean, can't you picture Elisha say that if only I can become anointed, if only I can become anointed, if only I can become anointed, I will get all these things. If only, if only, if only, if only I can get an anointing, I'll have all these things. It takes, it takes, it takes, it takes an anointing to prosper. Money is a spiritual thing. Money is a very, very spiritual thing. A very, very spiritual thing. You see, you see non-spiritual people. If you're looking for a non-spiritual person, I can show you one of the easiest tests. The easiest test is pass a bag around for offerings. That's when you see non-spiritual people. Don't don't use swearing. Do, do they swear? Do they drink alcohol? No, no, no. I said pass a bag around. There you will see non-spiritual people. Read about, read about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Solomon. All of them were into offerings. All of them, all, all, without, without a problem, without anybody encouraging them or talking or saying that, all of them. And they were rich. And they were rich. These were rich guys. But all of them, when they see God, immediately operates. You're looking for a non-spiritual person, an unspiritual bunch of people. They are the ones you have difficulty when it gets to heaven. It is spirituality. 
Lack of biblical principles. Lack of, you see, they lack biblical principles. They lack the divine way of blessing. Yes. I say you want to see a spirit, spiritual people, you are checking with people who is not spiritual, pass a bag around for offerings. There, there you will have the shock of your life. You will say, hey, these people are carnal. They are really carnal. They are into cal-. You see, when you are dealing with God, you don't use a calculator. <laughs> you relate with God, you're picking out a calculator. <sighs> for we walk by faith. For we walk by faith. For the just shall live by faith. For the just shall live by faith. Faith is obedience. Faith is obey what the word of God says. What does the word say to when it when it gets to giving? What does the word say to you? People, you see, unspiritual people. I'm telling you, take a bag, take, take a bag out now. Especially Londoners who earn pounds and they think the rest of England earns uh, naira. <laughs> What, what, what am I talking about? <laughs> Elisha, isn't it? Elisha. How did Elisha take us into offerings? Elisha. Yes. When you see somebody who is even, has even prospered, that's my point. It's a spiritual reason. The person has followed spiritual principles and a spiritual root. When I say spiritual, I mean biblical, not a spooky root. Biblical root of tithing and offerings and honoring. Sometimes even honoring someone, honoring someone with an offering attracts a blessing and anointing onto your life. Honor, just honoring someone. Honoring someone. I was in my house. I was in my house here in the United Kingdom. I was in my house doing something. I don't want to tell you what I was doing. Because that place has become sacred to me. I've received a few instructions in that corner in my house. And the Lord spoke to me. Because I know his voice. And he said, take an offering to your prophet. Take an offering. He gave me the amount. I remember when I heard the amount, I said to myself, ah, Why? And I was here in the United Kingdom. He was in Ghana. And God, it's like, it's like God has just appeared in that, in that, in that space. And, said, and he said, when you do that, he will say, in six words, one, two, three, four, five, six. So he will say these words to you. I said, no problem. A week later, I got a call. Bishop said, I want you to come to Ghana for a meeting. I said, no problem. For me, that trip, that trip was not about the meeting, but to see the fulfillment of this thing. So I organized myself. Wait, you'll you get a good chance to clap. You got a good chance to clap. I arrived. I arrived in his house. We got out of the car. Before we talked, you know, we talked, talk, 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 talk. I always remember he was holding a carrier bag. 
on the thing like this. So we're standing, we're standing by the kind of talking. Then we finished and said, see you in the morning. Good night. So as he was going, he just said, I have this. If you know him well, he said, well, what is that? I said, oh, it's a... <laughs> he said, he said, I don't need it. You know I don't need it. I said, I know. Let me just, let me just. He said, okay, put it here. So I just dropped it in there. See, as I dropped it, for me, I had pressed a button. I needed the words to come. <laughs> so I dropped it and he just said, okay, see you. Good night. And he turned. He turned. He walked. He walked. He got to maybe where the camera stood. Because I was still lingering. I was still saying, God, that was not the deal. <laughs> you know, so I, I had also turned, but I had not turned properly. I was saying to myself, God, that is not the deal. That is, this, this is not what we said. Right where that lady is taking the photographs, he reached there. My back was to him. The next thing I heard was my name. So I turned. When I turned, he had stopped. His hands were like this. And then he said, one, two, three, four, five, six. Period. <laughs> yes. Period. <laughs> if you haven't seen a prophet before, I can take you to one. <laughs> yeah. He stood there. He stood and I stood there. I was dazed. I was dazed. He spoke one, two, three, four, five, six. And he didn't say anything again. He turned and he went. And I was standing there. I was standing there. I was like, hey, God. Hey, I mean, God, I said, God, you deal. You depa. You depa. Yes. It took me, you see, it took me a year to first say something about experience because I wanted to test it. I wanted to test whether it's true. It's been, I think I'm in about the third year now. Not being the same again. No, 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 no. I won't like it. it has not been the same. I have not, I have not been the same person. Since that, since that, I've not been the same person. Again, ever again, ever, ever, ever. We are almost getting into three years. Ever again. There were six words. God, you see, God chose to bless me. And God showed me how he blesses people. That I bless people through my anointed. I use my anointed to bless people. The anointed person in your life is the same channel he will use to bless you. Yeah. Those of you who think that money is not a spiritual thing, learn something today. Maybe, maybe that is the bit that you haven't learned. That it is a spiritual thing. It follows and responds to Bible, to scriptures, and biblical methods. It doesn't, it doesn't, re- it doesn't respond to savings at HSBC. Yes, it's a what's the interest rate? How much do you, how much will you get of all the, all your things and all your whatever? How, how much at the end of every year, what do you get out of that thing? Money is a spiritual thing. Non-spiritual people are very far from prosperity. Very, very, very far. 
I wish I, could, I wish I could say it in another way, in a nicer way. But non-spiritual people, they are very far. I mean, they, they are nowhere near the borders of the streets of doing well financially. Because all their methods and their ways are not biblical. Yeah. You can confess and testify. Money ran to my direction. There are things. May God bless you. Yeah. That was number what? That was what? Elisha, isn't it? Okay. I don't know why Elisha keeps taking us into things. Number four. Or five. Five. Five is a good number. Five. The fifth person is King Saul. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, it's not, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Verse 6 says that, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy and with them. Then thou shalt prophesy with them and shall be turned into another man. It takes the spirit to be turned into a different person. To be turned into a different person. To be changed. It's, a, it's an anointing that changes you. When you become anointed, people who know you will tell that you, have, you are different now. You are different. They'll tell the way you speak is different. Your preaching is different. Israel saying that since you moved to that new hall, the church is working. They'll say that there's something different about your ministry. You'll be turned into another man. You'll be turned into another man. You'll be turned into another man. Even if you are meeting in a hole, even if you are in a hole, a dark hole, if it, you are anointed, that dark hole will become too small for you. Yeah. Chase anointing more than cosmetic things. Chase anointing. Chase anointing more than buying new instruments. Never think that new instruments will bring people to the church. I've seen churches with nice instruments and there's nobody in the church. Where the pastor himself is an instrumentalist. Chase anointing. Chase anointing. One brother said to me once that uh, it's, it's easier to, to build a church in London than where he was. I couldn't say it, but in my head I said, I said, this guy is lost. May he be found. Yes. You see, don't you know people in London who are struggling? You say in London. It's easy in London. Then, then, what, then what would you say about, uh, I'm sure when you meet somebody from Ghana, and we will transfer you there one of these days. We will transfer you there to see, to see your calling. You think everybody in Nigeria has a church like Bishop o Oyedipo? <laughs> I don't know which planet you fell off from. So you think when you land, you land, boom, in Lagos. I've come. My name is Apostle, Apostle Arrival. I'm Apostle Arrival. Then people will start gathering because there are the, the, the millions of Nigerians who don't have anything doing. When you come there, they just come to you. 
Oh, no. It is anointing. It is anointing. It is anointing. It is the anointing that makes a difference. It is the anointing. What you don't have is because of an anointing that you don't have. What you don't have is because of an anointing that you don't have. Saying that it's easy in London. If I bring some pastors who will come and um, um, attack you, it's easy in London. I don't know who you know in London. That's why you say it's easy here. Oh, it's easy. One, two, it's come. Oh, it's easy in Korea. <laughs> I just wish I had the power to transfer you. Or to transfer you to one of those places where there are large churches, especially Lagos. I transfer you next, you go to next to Winners Chapel. Because there's a large church, it's easy there. So they go, just sit next to them, next door, across the road to them. You'll find a hall for you across the road. And start. <laughs> because it's easy there. There you will discover that, hey, hey, the thing, there is something that I don't have. And that is what I'm talking to us about that. What you don't have is because of an anointing you don't have. Yes. Yes. You see, and it is, it is the acknowledging of this fact that makes you acknowledge great men of God. Great, because you see that I don't have, any, anybody who has something you don't have, the person is great in your eyes. He said, this person is great. He has been able to do this. Then you be, when you start admiring, then you can start receiving and believing God that God, like you did for the 70 elders, can you do some for me? This thing that has made this man so great. Can you transfer some? Just take some. Take some and give it to me. To brighten my corner where I am. Instead of saying that it's easy for him. It's easy for these people. How many do you have? Six. You still have five. Who are the fifth people? Saul. He turned into another man. You will turn into another man. You will become another man. By the end of this conference, you will become an anointed man. Every dryness ceases. You will become an anointed man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Number six. Who do you think number six is? King David. You know David and the anointings. He is into anointings. He talks about that. He talks about anointing as though he was living in the New Testament. He, he was even talking about the Holy Spirit. Way back then. Way back then. He was crying, Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. When nobody has heard about Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's, that's why I mentioned David. You're, you're smiling. Psalm 51 verse 11, cast me not away from thy presence. 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. It must be, it must be our prayer. Oh Lord, we need the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want the Holy Spirit. Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. And then number seven is Moses. Moses is the one who refused to continue the ministry without the anointing. Yeah. Without the anointing. Which is similar to the instruction that Jesus gave to the apostles. That wait here, wait. Wait till you become anointed. Wait till the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then you can continue. Wait. Moses said, I won't go. I won't go anywhere unless your presence is with me. I'm not going anywhere. Exodus chapter 33, verse 15. And he said unto, unto them, unto him, and he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. You see, one of the stories you hear and you keep hearing by great men of God are seasons and junctions of their lives when they were waiting on God for a particular anointing. For a particular anointing. You, you, you see that none of the things are accidental. All of them, they'll tell you, I prayed. I followed after this one. I prayed for this one. I waited on God for this and I got this. I went here for this and I got this. I, wait, I prayed for this and I got this. You hear it all the time. All, all the time. All the time you hear it. All the time. All the time. All the time they'll point to a particular time when God said, now you can go. Now you have this. Now you have this. Now you can do this. Now you have received this. All the time. But you see, it comes, you see, it tells you that it comes with people who are serious about what they are looking for. Not people who just stumble into things. And those who are waiting to stumble into things usually stumble into nothing. They continue for a long time with nothing. A long time. I told you someone said 30. He said, for 30. He said, I followed 30 years. Give you the example of Jesus. He said, since 1994, I've been going to this place deliberately, deliberately, deliberately. We are all servants, so we should ask ourselves, where have we been going? Or who have we been following? Or who have we identified as he has something? And therefore, what he has, I, I'm, I'm sticking with him. So, what he has wraps off on me. We have casual strolls and casual moves. The adventure. The adventure. Sometimes we, even, sometimes we even feel that we are even as good as people. Oh, yeah. The reason why you can't receive something from someone is because you think of the person as an equal. That's the first disqualification. As an equal and then better. As soon as you have these two thoughts, you are, you are out. Because the anointing flows down. It flows down. It doesn't flow sideways. Or does it flow upwards? It doesn't go upwards. So to get an anointing from somebody, even if the person is, is, some, is something, something that you despise, you have to learn, you have to learn how to humble yourself and put your head 
under that rain, under, under the rain. So it falls on you. Not to walk by the side. You have to learn how to bow down. Bow down and put your head under. Tell yourself, this person has something that makes him greater than me. (laughs) Yeah. Tell yourself, this person is greater than me. Therefore, let me come under. So what he has can fall on me. Can rain on me. I need that rain. I need that rain. I need that anointing. I need that oil. I need it. I want it. I want it. I must have it. You don't, you don't do anything in ministry without anointing. Don't try it. Don't try it. I mean, look at David. Look at David weeping over Saul. His only, his only, his cry, his cry about Saul is that, how can Saul die as though he was not anointed? How can he have such a miserable end as though oil was not put on him? Because it's like he knows what the Lord's anointed looks like. He knows how the Lord's anointed are supposed to live. He knows how the Lord's anointed are supposed to conduct them. So he was amazed. I mean, he was amazed that someone would end. An anointed person would end like this. She said he died as though he was not anointed. As though there was no oil. Because when there's no oil, it's misery, it's struggle, it's difficulty. You see, the anointing makes it relatively easier. So when you see, see, that's a deception. When you see it, you feel there's something else that is working. You feel there's something, it's like the person has something. Because it's like we, we all pray, we all fast, we all read our Bible. So he must have something else. Maybe where he is, it's easier to do church there. <laughs> yeah. And then you take out the greatest factor of all, which is anointed. Which is anointed. You, you need to be anointed. That's what most say. If your presence is not coming, don't send us there. Don't send us there. Don't, don't send us anywhere. Anywhere. We will not go anywhere unless, unless you are coming. We won't go anywhere. We won't. We are not going to go. We won't go anywhere unless you are present. These are people who believe in anointing. These are people who know, they know what works and what is supposed to work. Stand to your feet for two minutes. No, no. I want us to pray. I want us to pray for the Holy Spirit. Let's pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray, ask God for the Holy Spirit. No movement, no walking. It's not break time. It's prayer time. It's prayer time. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. Pray for the sweet Holy Spirit on your life and on your ministry. Pray for the sweet Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray. 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 Ask God for the Holy Spirit. That you be like these seven great men.
Ah, Shabalabakaba Shabataya. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Kaba Shaba Daba Lava Diva Kapa Shaba Daba. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Ah, Lava Shanda Lava Kaba Lava Shanda Lava Kaba Lava Diva Lava Daba Shabaya. Yes, Jesus. Mahanda Lava Diva Kaba Lava Shanda Lava Daba Kaba Yaba. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for him. More of the Spirit. More of the Spirit. More of the Holy Spirit. More of the precious Holy Spirit. Makaba shaba diba laba diba kapa laba daba. Malemaka, maledeba, malaba shamba laba daba shinda laba daba kaba laba laba. Kabadi boyende, kabadi boyende, kabadi boyende. Holy Spirit, pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for more of the Spirit. More. More of the Spirit. More of the anointing. More of the anointing in your life. More of the anointing in your life. More and more and more of the precious oil in your life. More. 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 I need the Holy Spirit. I need the anointing. I need the anointing for greater works. For greater works. Greater works. Greater works. Greater works. Greater, greater, greater works. Ah, Yabadabakaya. You will do more. You will do better if you are anointed. If you are anointed. You will do more. You will do better. You will do more. You will do better. If you are anointed. If you are anointed. Ah, laba shaba daba laba kaba shaba yaba daba yaba daba. Laba diba kapa shamda laba diba kapa laba hataya. Paso mataya. Kapata pasata patasaya. Pray for the anointing that you can't see. The anointing you don't see in your life. Pray for it. Ask God for it. Ask Him for it. Ask Him for it. Ask Him for it. Ah, Shandalaba Kapa Shabayaba. Yeyeyeyebiakosta Pramdelebehitasa. Malabada Laba Diba Kapa Shandalaba Hata. Yes, Lord. Pray. Pray. You will have it. You will have it. 
It will be yours. It will be yours. It can be yours. It can. 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 Kaba shaba talabatala bahaya. Kaba shaba daba laba diba kapa sandaya. My Lord and my God. 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 Yes, Lord. Ah, 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 ah. Mashibereste. Mashirebeste. Yabakatalabakapashataya. Yabakapatalabakatashaya. Maya talabakalabashandalaba. Ah, makalabashaya batastaya. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.